Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the show this week, my friends. This is a special day for multiple reasons. The first one is I am going to be announcing our winners of those of you who joined in the challenge to win a 30-minute free session with me on coaching, um, coaching you on your Etsy shop. And the second reason is I just know you're going to love our guest today. Um... I will introduce her in a moment. I'm going to do the drawing first, but I just, my dream for this podcast, you guys, is to bring you so many stories. Like, I want this to be the place that you come to learn things, to get aha moments, to get strategies, to get connected with, you know, the experts and leaders that you need, but ultimately, like, really also to hear stories. I want you to be inspired. I want you to see how many ways there are to make this Etsy thing work. And so um, today we get to hear one of those and I'm over the moon and it's such a great one. And we'll get to that um, in a minute. I'll introduce her and then I'll bring her on. But so if you didn't know, for the past few weeks, I was running a, um, a little like a c- competition giveaway, kind of a giveaway. That's the better word for it, where if you put a review in that amount of time, if you put a review up on uh, on my podcast, then you would get entered into a drawing and I would pick two people to each win 30 minutes of free coaching with me on zoom. You can ask me anything and I will help you with your Etsy shop and it'll be tremendous. So I have all of the entries here in this basket. If those of you, so some of you are on YouTube watching and some of you are listening and that is, I'm just going to have to, you know, use word pictures for you who are listening. I have a little bucket. It held my poinsettias over the holidays. It's just a plastic thing. And I have little shreds of the reviews cut up in here that I, got off of um, the different platforms. So I'm going to shake it up and let's see. Okay. I'm looking away and I'm pulling one out and okay. This is from the username is Deb 57 S C. And it says, I just discovered this podcast and have been listening all week. I love Lizzie's enthusiasm and excitement. The podcasts are full of information and resources in a fun and easy listening style. (laughs) I feel like Lizzie's my new BFF and she titled it Just Got Gold. So if Deb, assuming that is your name, it is lovely to meet you. We are officially BFFs and I cannot wait to work with you. Please shoot me an email at um, Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, smiley, S-M-I-L-E-Y at yahoo.com. And I will put that in the show notes for you to grab and claim your coaching and we'll get that scheduled. So that is number one. Number two. Okay. This one is from an AB cologne. So it's ABC 
O-L-O-N. And the title is, It's a Must for Etsy Sellers, Love. I have not yet launched my own Etsy shop because I feel like there's so much I don't know, but this podcast has been so informative and helpful in improving my confidence to just go for it. When I launch my shop, I will be able to take what I've learned from this podcast and hit the ground running because of all the actionable tips. The host is positive, but also realistic and honest about her own struggles with having an Etsy shop. I appreciate the time spent on talking about customer service and how to navigate complaints or negative reviews effectively. Looking forward to listening to future episodes. Thank you so much, winner number two. I'm excited to meet you guys. So for everyone who participated from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Um, your your review and rating made a difference in the show. We've already seen an increase in, um, in our reach, and we're already able to attract even better guests for you guys. Our guests so far, I don't want to downplay it. It's been awesome. And like sometimes the people who are, you know, like the ones when I did the coaching call and she didn't know much yet, it was so helpful for you guys. So everything has been great, but it's so much fun now being able to... Um, to, you know, step it up even more and bring you guys so much goodness. So I look forward to hearing from you too. I would reach out to you if I could, but, um, the different platforms protect your privacy. You're going to have to email me. (laughs) So I look forward to hearing from you and we'll get that scheduled. Thank you to all of you and congratulations to our winners. So without further ado, I must introduce today's guests and her name is April Care, and she is from Michigan and um, you're going to love her. Okay. So she has a full-time Etsy shop in the crochet niche and she is a married, um, married woman, mom of two. She's always been entrepreneurial. So her mom would take her to craft shows as a child and her little wheels would turn about how um, she could one day be have her own crafting business. <laughs> and she she was quite prophetic in that because now she does and she does quite well. You're going to love her. She's a very positive, optimistic person, but she's so relatable and down to earth. I felt like I was just talking to a, a good friend. Um, so she graduated with a degree in elementary education, but then she was pregnant with her son. So she ended up running an in-home daycare. So we went from education. (laughs) She did that for 10 years running a daycare. And it just, um, she just closed it this past March, 2021 to go full-time into her Etsy shop. She has had over 3000 sales, most of which has been digital. How fascinating for someone who works with her hands. You're going to love that story. And she is a crochet pattern designer. Um, And she only learned how to crochet when she was pregnant with her first child. So that's pretty cool. Actually, maybe her second child. And so she loves to make um, design patterns that are quick and easy for beginners. And she's just done a really good job of figuring out her niche and what her ideal customer really wants from her. So um, she learned how to crochet on YouTube. She's only known for eight years and she's always learning more as she goes. And just recently, you guys, she has had major breakthrough and she had 500 sales in two weeks on Etsy. So enough about me talking here. Let's get April on the call on the podcast. Let's go. You're going to love her. Hey, April. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm ecstatic to have you. You are so much fun. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I just knew that the listeners were going to love you, A, because like you're one of them. (laughs) I am. I listen to every episode. (laughs) Thank you for that. I'm so glad that at your level of success, it's still beneficial to me. That that tickles me so much. I'm very excited about that. Um, But also your story is amazing and kind of like, I love some of the unexpected twists and turns. And so I just... I just love that there are so many 
crafters today that are going to be listening in and inspired by you and feel courageous. And so just thank you for being willing to share. And I hope so. Um, thank you for yeah. having me. <laughs> We're so happy to hear your story. So I want to dive in. I think the best place mm-hmm. to start is tell us a bit about your, your background, like your professional background, like who you are, but then also how did you discover crochet? Okay. Um, so I graduated with a bachelor's in elementary education. And before I got that teacher job, (laughs) I had my son. And then once I had him, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get a teaching job. That was 11 years ago. It was harder than to get into teaching. So then I started my own home daycare because I have a, a history of doing daycare also like in a center. So I did home daycare for 10 years in my home. Um, last year, March was my last day. It was very hard to stop. But also at the same time, um, it was very overwhelming because with COVID and everything, my my two kids were home virtual school. My husband was home from the office working from home. And then I'm home running a daycare. <laughs> no. So it, it got to be a lot. And then, yeah, I sell not only on Etsy, but I sell like in person also. I do wholesale orders for local local stores. Um, so I was working 50 hours a week doing daycare and a good 20 to 30 hours a week at my side hustle. It was a good 80 hours a week. It was exhausting. <laughs> no, I can't even, I can't even process that in my head, how much work that would be. Not to mention children are exhausting. I'm sorry. I love them, but they're exhausting. <laughs> they are, they are. And then trying to do virtual, like my daughter was doing second grade in her classroom. My son was doing fifth grade in his I mean, in his bedroom, her bedroom. And then my husband was wherever the quiet was, like he would work from the garage or work from the bedroom. Or It was definitely a juggling act trying to figure out where we all belonged. So can we just say amen, hallelujah, that for the majority of the world, distance learning is over. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are so much, they really are so much happier going face to face. They love it. They miss their friends and they're glad to be back. And my husband's still working from so, home. Okay. Now I'm not doing daycare anymore. Now I'm just home. What what a transformation just right there. <laughs> it, was, it was it took me months to get used to it because everybody needed me all the time. And now I'm like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> so time. I've definitely had a lot more time and energy to put into my Etsy shop now. So that's my full-time focus is my Etsy shop. And then um, the wholesale orders I do locally um, outside of Etsy. Oh my gosh. And you have to share about that because a bunch of people are going to be excited um, here in a few minutes, but tell us like, so, um, so I'm a crocheter too. I was so excited about you because you're a crocheter and I learned when I was a little girl, but like, what was your introduction to the art of crochet? So I've always loved yarn. I don't know where that love came from because like my grandma never crocheted or knitted or my mom (laughs) mom knew how to knit and she tried to teach me when I was early teenager and I just couldn't get it like I it didn't click with me and then years later she tried again and again it didn't click with me um and then in your 20s like you go to baby showers because you know people have babies in their 20s and stuff and I had family members that always gifted knitted or crocheted blankets I was like I'm pregnant I am going to learn how to do this (laughs) I will make my baby a blanket (laughs) um that was with my daughter so when I had her like up in the middle of the night breastfeeding and all of that, I would watch YouTube videos on how to crochet. And it took me so many videos. Like I had to find the perfect person to teach me. You know what I mean? Like that's the great yes, thing about YouTube I do. is that there are so many tutorials out there, but not all of them 
clicked with me. Um, so I, I found a couple that did. So then, you know, the next day I would watch the video at night and then the next day I'd be like, okay, this is what I think she said. And then I would try it and it, it clicked. Like I figured it out. So I started crocheting. She's eight. So about seven and a half years ago, I started crocheting and then I opened up my Etsy shop. I think it was 2016. So about three years after I, I um, started crocheting, people were like, oh, post it, list it. I was like, okay, I'll do it. I was so nervous, but I did it. And then I had maybe like five items in my shop and nothing sold. Like within the first month, nothing sold. And I was like, oh, nobody's going to buy anything or it's not good enough. You know, like just self-doubt for being new at everything. <laughs> um, so I deleted all of my listings and I just let my my Etsy shop sit, sit there. Like back then, I didn't know a lot about SEO. I didn't know about tags and titles and patience. <laughs> like I, I thought if I listed <laughs> something, it was going to sell. You know what I mean? Like this is something you got to learn as you go. It, it does take time. So be patient. <laughs> it's not an overnight. You've, you've dropped so many little bombs here already, April. I want to extrapolate them out for one second for the no. listeners, because you, it's just, it's just how you're wired now. But I love how you said, well, first of all, I, I need to give you some props because I could not watch a YouTube video at night and then go figure it out off of the YouTube video the next day. That would not have worked for me. So props to you for it. that. <laughs> I, no, I've got to like sit there with the video and I'm, I'm a lefty. So I had to learn crochet That's and knitting very specific. Yeah. From very specific people. So yeah. I'm just mad props. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, I watch five seconds and then I do it. And then I watch it. So you get, you get all of the, all of the praise on that. And then, um, I love that you said that you got started because people were telling you, you should sell this stuff on Etsy because, oh my gosh, probably half the people listening right now that's why they're, someone told them you should sell that. Right? Answer. So I love that you said that. I love that you said you just started with five listings. You had no idea what you're doing. I did. Um, that was me too. Right. Oh, that was to me too. Somewhere though. <laughs> you do. But like, we also like, like little polite um, clapping for the people listening because you guys are ahead of the game. You are learning your stuff before or like while you go rather absolutely. than several years later. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, yeah. So super slow early days, which again, completely normal until you get some skills, right? Yep. Under your belt. I was still learning my confidence yep. and crocheting and, you know, following other people's patterns and things like that. So it was definitely, I was like three years, two and a half years, three years into crocheting when I first started my Etsy shop though. Um, yeah, so for people like look at it wasn't even like you've been doing this since you came out of the womb like you learned a <laughs> no, few no, years no. ago absolutely and not. you've turned I, it into this cool full-time business so okay tell, tell us now tell us exactly what you sell now um and tell tell them what sells best because this is so good I just like and what did you start by selling and what do you sell now because it sells better okay so when I hit my five listings didn't sell deleted them all. My Etsy shop just sat there until it was about 2019. I discovered podcasts. <laughs> I didn't know there was a podcast literally for everything. So I listened yep. to a podcast about writing a crochet pattern. Cause by this point I've been crocheting for about five to six years. So I was much more confident in my skills um, and listen to this podcast. And they're like, start easy, start with something super simple. doesn't matter what it is. Do a washcloth, do a blanket that's super repetitive. Just get your outline yes. for your pattern done and 
Like that's how you can start writing a pattern. So I was like, I, I can do this. I decided to write a headband pattern. I had a couple friends make the pattern, you know, test it, make sure everything was worded correctly and that there was no spelling errors and all that fun stuff. Props um, to you. So many pattern writers don't even do that part. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I, yeah, they do. I buy a lot of patterns. You're correct. <laughs> um, so it was August. I think it was August 8th because it was like 8-8. That's how I remember the anniversary of my first Etsy sale. So I took my pattern and I listed the, just the pattern, the PDF version in my Etsy shop. And then I shared it in a couple crochet groups because there's also a Facebook group for everything. Yes. Um, So I, you know, I was like first pattern I've ever written. I shared a link and I had one person buy it. And then I had other people commenting, like, you don't have any more patterns available. Like, did you sell out? (laughs) Well, there was a learning curve because when you do a digital file, you need to put that you have like, Hundreds of copies, not just one. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, I didn't know this part. <gasps> yeah. So if you do something digital, make sure that you set your set your number high, your quantity high, because if it sells out at one, then it's just no longer available for anybody else. So that was learning curve. So I went back in, Pro figured, out, <laughs> figured out how to update that. And then um, I think I set it at like 500. So that first night... And into the next day, I think I got 112 sales or something, something close to that. So over 100 people bought my very first pattern. Like I was in shock, like almost crying. I was just so excited. And at that time, I had one listing in my Etsy shop. It was a pattern. (laughs) So I didn't need 500 things in my shop. I started with one. And that's what got me the sales. And then after that, people would start leaving me reviews, like five-star reviews. And then I was like, oh, if people like that pattern, maybe I can do another pattern. So then I started writing patterns. Um, I think I have 18 now, which isn't a huge amount, but everything that I have in my Etsy shop are patterns that I truly do make myself. And I do craft shows and like fall craft shows, winter craft show, things like that. So a lot of knit and crochet items sell really good at those type of shows. So everything I have are things that I make and that I sell it locally. <laughs> Okay. So just, we have to recap this because again, you just blew all of our minds. Um, so first of all, you started with physical items, right? You took your, you took your craft and you made crochet pieces and those are your first five lifting listings. It was physical products and they did not sell. And then when you came back on after quite the hiatus Mm -hmm. (laughs) in your shop, you listed one pattern, a digital file, which means passive income and it went crazy. Yep. But also I learned learned who I was speaking to. Like I was speaking to my people. My people were people who wanted simple patterns and other crocheters. So that's where I kind of advertised. And that's how I brought my people into my shop. That was a big one too. Because when I had my finished items that went nowhere, I wasn't really speaking to anybody. You know, I never had my audience. It was just, I threw a couple things up there and that was it. And they just sat, you know, so. This is what I really want to draw out from. This is what I really want to draw out from you, April, because mm-hmm. what I love is you, um, you kind you like, like, yes, you leveraged Etsy. And I know that 
since you got that momentum in the beginning, you're getting sales just from all over Etsy, mm -hmm. but you leveraged what you had, which was your group. Like you got into a Facebook group about your craft, yes. crochet, you figured out what they wanted, which was simple patterns for people. Mm -hmm. Cause usually when you're in a group, you're more of a beginner. Like I'm sure there are very advanced people in groups, but they're probably the ones selling patterns or leading or doing something like that. Right. It's the beginners who are there looking for inspiration and coaching and help. And you figured out what they wanted, which was basic patterns. And then you created it and then you just told them about it. You weren't like bragging. You were just like, look, I made my first pattern. That's a I was really so excited. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I did it. <laughs> and over a hundred sales on that. That is, I mean, I really hope people are taking notes if they can relate to this, like to this kind of a product on Etsy, whether it's a, a yarn art or jewelry making or any, literally anything that they would make with their hands. I think mm -hmm. you're just dropping insight bombs like left and right. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Perfecting Pinterest eCourse by Sophia Lee. Okay, so I'm particularly excited about today's sponsor because if you use this resource correctly, you could completely blow up your Etsy shop with sales. No joke. If there was ever a game changer for Etsy success, it is Pinterest and learning how to master it. Before I tell you more, you need to know I have quite literally spent over $1,000 on Pinterest courses over the years several thousand on blogging courses. And I learned a ton. Most of them were valuable. I don't have a whole bunch of regrets. But earlier this year, I was introduced to the blogger, Sophia Lee, who started her blog in college and has killed the game. Four years later now, she's earning 70,000 plus per month, per month from her blog. I was intrigued. <laughs> so I bought her blogging e-course and her Pinterest, Pinterest e-course because A, I was curious about her strategy since her blog is so lucrative. And B, I could not believe how reasonable the price was. Like, wow, compared to what I have spent before, it was an absolute steal. I also have a blog in addition to my Etsy shop. And so I learned early on that Pinterest is the most powerful way to get readers to your blog. And it's one of the best free ways to drive traffic to your Etsy shop. So the reason I'm partnered with Sophia Lee today is because I went through her Pinterest course and it was out, outstanding. I'm not kidding. Outstanding. It was packed with so much value. I would recommend it to my best friend. I already recommended it to my mom who took it and loved it. And I have zero reservations recommending it to you either. So if you have not tried promoting your Etsy listings on Pinterest, which is some of the best free traffic you can get, or you still need to learn how to build strategy for Pinterest, I cannot recommend perfecting Pinterest enough. Sophia Lee built her Pinterest course to teach bloggers how to promote their posts, but what you'll learn directly applies to your Etsy listings too. In all the places where she is linking a blog post, you'll do the same with your Etsy listings. I feel confident you'll get a ton of value out of it, you can grab my link down in the show notes and check out the course info today. It's immediately available to you. And I am so excited to see what a difference it makes. Okay. So is that when you would say your shop really took off was with, with that pattern? Did you, what happened next? Well, I continued to crochet and stuff and write a couple patterns and those were in my Etsy shop, but I had these pom-poms that I always put on my hats. I was buying them from another Etsy seller, but honestly, I I love supporting other other sellers, but I was making yes. so many hats. I had to figure out a way to do it cheaper. So then I found a, a fur that I personally loved and 
it was beautiful. It was always requested by my customers that they would like this color hat with that palm. I always call it that palm. <laughs> Cause that's it what they is like. cute. It is. I mean, I was even like, Oh, I want that. Yeah. You're big cute. and fluffy and soft and it's beautiful. But then I was like everybody. Well, when I was sharing groups, some different things that I was making and stuff, they'd be like, where did you get that pom pom? I was like, well, actually I made it. <laughs> Let me tell you. (laughs) So because people kept asking me, clearly they were interested in it. So then I listed um, just the fur in my shop so they can make their own. Like I would cut it the size that I would use and list just the fur. And then I would do a little bit, an extra cost for the actual pom-pom. So if they were in a hurry or whatever and just wanted pom-poms made, then I would have that available. So then I started selling pom-poms in my shop. And fur. So that brought Surprise. a lot of people Surprise. in. So as time is going on, I'm realizing that my Etsy shop is definitely geared towards other makers, <clears throat> people who make pattern or, you know, buy patterns and crochet and people who use pom-poms for their hats. Um, very, very like-minded people like myself, because that's exactly what I shop for <laughs> when, I, when I'm on Etsy. <laughs> I mean, you've just shifted our entire perspective because I think so many of us get on Etsy thinking we're selling to just an end consumer and we may be selling to someone just like us. And I think it's I think so that's the big thing is like, would I like this pattern? Yes, I would. <laughs> so I list it because it's something that I would like. I'm I'm speaking to myself. Like I am my ideal customer. This I'm speaking to other people who are just like me. <clears throat> and then and as um, soon as you figured that out, it all went... It did. It, 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 you started having success. I did. Absolutely. And then um, felt eyes for like armor grooming you know, character, like crochet characters. Those started becoming okay. so popular. And I don't do a lot felt of characters. Felt eyes. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't do a lot of characters. I, I just like hats. Hats are my thing. Definitely. Um, but I did make a jellyfish, like a big, long jellyfish this summer. And I was like, I need eyes for it. So I made my own eyes. And people were like... Hey, where'd you get those eyes? I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> so I started <laughs> really listen to what people are telling, like asking me. Like, people want to know where I'm getting my eyes. So they probably would like to buy some. You know what I mean? Like there. So I listen Absolutely. To so it's just another another material for another maker similar to myself to buy. And my felt eyes have been selling like crazy. I'm so thankful for that. I can just make Pom-poms. like poms. Yeah, yes. different things that people need for their items. Like I will spend one whole like half a day just making eyes and then I have them in stock. So every time I get an order, then I can send them out like same day or next day, depending on what time the order comes. It's such an easy item to have in my inventory that doesn't take up a lot of room. It doesn't take me a long time. Like I'll do it throughout the morning, like have my mess all out at one time, make a bunch. And then <laughs> when they sell out, I just relist them and continue from there. So my big sellers are definitely patterns. I have two bestseller badges right now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It is. And then um, felt eyes and pom-poms. I do have, I have tried the print on demand, which I love. I do. I have print on demand items in my shop also. Not my biggest seller, but I think it was last week or the week before I went through and I changed up my SEO on them because why not? If things aren't selling, you got to do something different. <clears throat> so I did that. So now when I go to Etsy, I'll search my item in the search bar to see how far down I'm ranked, you know, on the like when you search for it. So I have two hoodies that come up. 
on the first page, which I was super excited about. And then my crochet hat patterns come up on the first page when you type crochet hat patterns. So I don't know, things are just really clicking and I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited for what the future has because there's more, like I know there's more and I'm just trying to figure out like what's, what's next. Yes. You're just on like the tip of the iceberg and all you have to do is keep listening to your ideal client. I I, I think Absolutely. those of you who are listening, yeah, if you can figure out who your ideal client is and pst, it's most likely you, right. <laughs> you know, like it's most likely yourself. You then know what you like. Yeah. So April, I would love to sh- like to switch gears a little bit because there's another thing that I think you do so well that I... I want our listeners to hear. I, I think that you talking about this is really important. And that is photography. Yes, I knew um, you were going to say that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I know because you're, you're, here's the thing. Anyone can make one. I mean, they really can't. A lot of people could potentially make a easy crochet pattern. Um, but to ap- to be able to market it effectively through a really cute photo is so important. So tell me what you think about photography. What is your, what is your strategy? How important has it been for you? how did you get good good at it? Like that kind of convo. Why do you think I'm good? Because I always question whether or not this is the picture that's going to draw people in. That's so, that's so good for us here because we all do. We have to test them, right? We take several and test them. You do. I know. Usually when I take a picture for like sharing in groups or Etsy or whatever, I usually have about 20 pictures and then I go through them and keep the ones I like. You, you have to. <laughs> um, but I started like, I was like, oh, I need direct sunlight. <laughs> so then I would go outside in the bright sunshine and put it in the grass and get a bright picture. And that's not, that doesn't make good photography. Like you don't want the direct. It was too bright, right? It was too bright. Yeah, you want you the inside want too, too dark, dark to outside too bright. Mm-hmm. I crochet at night. A lot of the times I won't take pictures at night. I'll wait until the next day. Or if it's really rainy or overcast, I wait until it's a little bit brighter outside because the direct sunlight or indirect sunlight really does help your picture so, so much. Um, we don't have like a big fancy house. Like, you know, you always see like these hardwood floors and like everything's all fancy. No, you don't need the big hardwood floors and stuff. I go to a local hardware store like we have Menards in our area but you can do like Lowe's or Home Depot and they have I think it's three by three foot um they call it craft board it's super thin it's probably a quarter inch thick um and then I buy I buy that and it's usually five to seven dollars for that and then I'll order wallpaper like peel and stick wallpaper from Amazon and I have brick wallpaper so like white bricks um I have wood looking wallpaper I have like a fun, funky design. And I'll just put peel and stick wallpaper right on the like three by three foot board. And I put that in front of my sliding glass window. So I have a lot of indirect sunlight. And then I take pictures on that. And I always like to think like, to add like a basket or like different kind of materials or textures, like a basket or like a plant or something, but keep it clutter clutter free (laughs) and keep it very bright and Sometimes I like I'll stand over it. So like the board is just in front of me and I have picture of my feet and cardboard and, or carpet and everything else in the picture. But then you just use your phone and just crop that out. So you have the perfect image that you can use. And I don't have a, my phone is like five years old. It is old for technology these days. And that's all I use for my pictures. But I do like in different angles, like if I'm trying to get a good picture of a pom-pom, just just angles test do a lot. Absolutely. I hear chains breaking off of people, April. I hear chains of bondage. <laughs> you can do this. Like <laughs> wallpaper on Amazon is so cheap. It's like, 
I don't know, four to six dollars. So you can get like a whole new background for so cheap. Your own, make your own photo decks. I when you, oh, you told can. me that, I was like, girl. You can also use um. I'm not sure about Michaels. I think Michaels used to. Hobby Lobby definitely. They have poster boards that you can buy that looks like wood, and it's like a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. And I've used that a lot, but just over time, they don't last as long. So that's why I switched yeah. to the, the actual wood. Oh, that was so smart. Okay, I hadn't even thought about that because you know, hello, <clears throat> me selling signs. Well, most of the time, I had to stage it in an actual house. When I was doing smaller signs, my husband just built me. In fact, this behind me, anyone watching on YouTube can see this was a photo deck that I used to use. It is massive, and now it's my backdrop for podcasting. So, like, we'd actually make it out of wood, but you do it much cheaper and easier, and no handy husband required. Right, and a lot of my things are small, like hats. So hats do fit on a three by three board perfectly. But I mean, if you had bigger items like blankets or even wood signs or whatever it may be, you can just find a bigger piece of wood, whatever fits your need. And it's like the craft board, so it's super thin. It's not like easy to store. Yeah, it is easy to store. I just stand them right up and I like slide them in between the wall and the dresser just to keep them (laughs) protected and safe and. Yep, it gives me a nice, clean, clear background, and it, was, it works. <laughs> so good. Okay, so April, so a lot of my listeners, which I think you know, we chatted about this, are really interested in um, passive income on Etsy, or at least oh, a yes. combination, you know, adding yes. some of that in. And so since you sell a lot of patterns, can you tell us how you format the digital file? I, I, I know there's a lot of burning questions out there, and I think you make this so simple. <laughs> It really so, is. It really is so simple. It doesn't have to be difficult. And I know, like, I am a huge pattern buyer myself. And some of these patterns are so elaborate and they're beautiful. But I print my patterns off at home. So I don't want to use all the ink to, you know, print everything off. So I try to keep mine super simple. All my patterns are made in Google Docs. <laughs> um, yeah, Google Docs. Um, so I just save it and save it as, as a PDF. As a PDF. Yeah. Okay. So when I, when I send it to like pattern testers or whatever, I just, send it out whatever way so I can go back in and edit it as I need. But once I'm ready to upload it to Etsy, um, it's just a PDF and it's a free. (laughs) It's not difficult at all. And I will say I cannot do it from my phone. If you're going to do a PDF, I have to do it from my computer. But yeah, it's still, I mean, super easy. And I keep my patterns simple and not a lot of pictures. Well, I do pictures where needed, but not like, over the top unnecessary things just because I'm I print I have to see my patterns I print things out and I want to keep the the ink leveled (laughs) see and I love that you shared that because so I actually do which is a little surprising because I'm very much a paper girl but I actually do all my patterns digital so when you first said when we when we talked initially when you first said that you one of the reasons you did it strategically was to help your people save ink I was like she's a genius doing digital but probably at least half of people are still wanting to print it right and like printing from home I just don't have um colored ink either (laughs) oh my gosh yeah (laughs) it'll be grayscale anyway right so I just keep it simple it's you don't have to go buy a fancy program or anything google docs is free pdf all good. <laughs> you know, if I was going to do something digital like that, I'd probably go, and you just did this by virtue of because, hello, you are your perfect customer. But I think if anyone's looking for ideas on this, I and this is what I did for my shop too. I just ordered mm-hmm. stuff from my biggest um, competitors. I like to call them colleagues. I don't like to call them competitors um, because I just think there's more than enough room at the table. I think a really good tip for you guys is if you want to make something like 
this, but your own thing, a pattern or recipe or whatever, why don't you go buy five to 10 of them? Um, whatever product you're going to sell, go, go find best sellers on Etsy, buy five to 10 of them from different people. Do you want to experience different sellers? And then you're going to get so much experience. You're going to see how they package it. They're going to see what the layout is. You're going to see how long, like, what do they DM you? Do you get a thank you note? What comes in the package? You're going to learn so much by just ordering five to 10 bestsellers. And you just did this intuitively, April, which I love, but I think, I think knowing that, you know, you said, you know, from my experience, it was so nice when I had a simple pattern. So that's what I created. Absolutely. I'm just like, girlfriend, you're a genius. I'm speaking to myself. (laughs) What would April like? (laughs) All right, lady, I, you mentioned this earlier and I know this is going to be important to our crafters. So I would love for you to talk a bit about your, the local element to your business. You have your Etsy shop. It's doing really well. Um, you're selling a lot of digital, you're selling pom-poms, you're selling, um, googly eyes. eyes. Tell us about the local element because I think it's really, really cool. And, um, and maybe some of the differences between how you kind of, you're kind of running two businesses. I kind of am definitely Etsy is geared towards other makers and locally I sell, there is a big, I don't know how to say it. They're a big brand in our area. Um, they're, they're called M22 and they're located in Northern Michigan and they're on like, they're just a big store in our town, a big brand. They reached out to me asking me if I would make knit hats for them. Um, so I do wholesale orders for them. And I mean, wholesale, you don't get as much as you would regular, like regularly, but they're right. a whole different audience than I could reach just by myself because people know like from so so far away, people know who they are. They have already built up their reputation and their brand. So when I was able to make um, hats for them, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> um, and the way it works with them is their branding. I will make the hat and then they have tags, like they have their logo on it and their branding on it. I hand sew all the tags on the hats. And then um, for me and for me to get credit, I have little hang tags. My husband actually made them for me. He's a graphic designer. So if I really do need something that I can't do, <laughs> he can do it for me. <laughs> um, but the hang tag just says that it's a knit hat made in North- Northern Michigan, made by me. Um, and thank you for s- supporting, you know, the maker community. And I get to hang those on every single hat. So that, again, we print at home. <laughs> um, super simple. We print at home. We cut them. And then I just use a little bit of cotton yarn and the, like, what are they called? Um, light bulb pins or something like that. They're okay. just like a fancier safety pin. I just think they're yeah. unique and they're cute. So I hang all the tags on there and then I'll deliver them. So um, those hats are like everywhere. <laughs> and then um, the other. <laughs> Tell them the story. Tell them the story about being at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> that was one of my crochet hats. I was at Hobby Lobby just. Before, just after Christmas, I can't remember, there was a lady wearing my hat and I'm like, on the phone, I think I was talking to my husband. I was like, oh my gosh, she's wearing a Carberry Crafts hat. I gotta go get her. (laughs) I was like, no, we're in public. I can't chase her down. (laughs) I'm still so sad you didn't. (laughs) I wish I would have. I do. Now that it's over with, I wish I would have. Pandemic. I didn't want to be a scary person. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you're wearing my hat. Since then, I've seen um, two other people wearing my hat out. I call it out in the wild. Uh (laughs) I love it. It makes me so happy. This podcast is brought to you by my very own website, howtosellyourstuff.com. 
where I have created lots of free and paid tools to help you be successful with your new Etsy shop. As I've developed this business, I've really focused on thinking back to my early days of trying to figure Etsy out, and I brainstormed a list of the things that would have helped me make more sales earlier. And everything I'm creating over there is expressly to make sure that you can get there faster than I did. Two of my courses, Listings That Sell and Customer Service Templates, are perfect resources for that fledgling Etsy seller. Listings That Sell will teach you how to position your products for sales by setting up your listings with the best photos, keywords, and branding to attract your perfect customer. I'm showing you how research is your secret weapon for getting your product seen and sold, and I'm giving you my step-by-step process for how I personally research as a strategy in my own shop. Customer service is way more critical to sales than most shop owners realize. So in my mini e-course, Customer Service Templates, I'm teaching you my exact customer service strategy and providing you with templates of my specific wording for over 20 different customer service scenarios, including some of the hardest ones. You don't have to go figure out what to say and how to say it. I've already done that for you. One of the main keys to being a successful business owner is working harder on yourself than anything else. So go grab these courses and get yourself on the fast track to your Etsy shop goals. I can't wait to watch you do it. That's amazing. I think that's such an accomplishment. And I, I also love, um, your reel about, uh, you just crocheted like, I don't know, a hundred hats or something insane for, for them. And then you pull, you like got out your crochet to relax after that. You're like, let me crochet some <laughs> Well, the thing like, luckily I have an Eddie knitting machine and my husband can help me with a knitting machine. He knows okay. how. Um, so those ones we do together on a knitting machine, like literally all weekend we'll make hats. Um, but that was an order for 32 dozen, which yeah, is no. just shy of 400. Do you know how many skeins of yarn that is? <laughs> It's a lot of, a lot of yarn. So I'll do it. Like I'll break the order up in quarters. So I only buy a quarter of the yarn, get those made, get them delivered. And then I'll go buy the next quarter of yarn. Wow. Okay. I, I love your, your batching process. I, the batching oh, absolutely. Is I, it worked for him. They always had hats in stock and it worked for me because I can't keep all that yarn in my house. Like I don't, I don't have room. I like my kids too much. I have to keep them. Yes. And they need space <laughs> for their stuff too. Yes. Um, so then my other, my other order is for a local ski resort. And right now, well, they ordered six, six dozen and I got those done. Um, and then they kind of as many as you can make. So I'm just constantly making. And when I get a dozen hats made, I get them sent out dozen hats and get them sent out. Um, but those ones are mine. They have my, my tag. Those are hand crochet. So that's all me. And it, wow, it takes a long time. And then they have pom-poms and all that, but those are my label. You know what I mean? My label yes. where the, the M22 one was their branding. Um, but I still get to do the little hang tag and be like, yes. hey, check me out, find me on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, whatever. And I just kind of have a little plug in there, but that one's awesome too. Cause I've actually had more repeat buyers from that order. Like I, I make a little bit less doing wholesale, but it's also, again, another whole audience that I'm not able to reach on my own Yep. that now I'm getting to like, so I always think about like, I don't, I've never paid for advertising ever. Like I've never done an ad on Etsy or Pinterest or anything like that. It's just, I feel like doing the wholesale orders has allowed me the opportunity to get out there farther. And the little bit that I'm like, I could have made more selling it myself, 
but it's like money that I wasn't paying for advertising is going for, you know what I mean? It's kind of just a different way to advertise. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, I'm hearing chains fall off. People be like, I don't have to pay for Pepsi ads. Like, <laughs> right, you don't. I you never paid. You can, but you don't have to. Look at it. <laughs> never paid for an ad before. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I love the ski resort one though because they don't have specific colors that I need to use, so I can just use oh. whatever I want. And like, I feel like I can be creative with my color choices. So I love that. I love that for you. Well, I would yeah. get so annoyed using the same yarn every day. The other one was definitely um, the M22 one. They had their set brand colors, which I totally understand. Yeah. That's their business, their brand. Um, do whatever they want me to do. <laughs> You're doing a knitting machine for those anyway, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the yeah. crochet ones, I get to use whatever colors I want. So I get to so experiment much more and have fun. And If your fun. hands are doing it, it's so much more important. So <laughs> um, April, you've literally already done this in a way, but I want you to be really concise about it because I know, I know you've got so much goodness. What are some tips you would give, you know, a new Etsy seller who's just getting started? How would you encourage them? Um, it's funny that you say that because my husband is a huge fisherman and he makes lures and jigs and all the things for fishing. <laughs> I was like, you have extra. Why don't you just see if you can sell them on Etsy? So he opened up his Etsy shop Last month in January, he has sold 66 of them so far. What? I'm like, just start. Doesn't matter how many you have, just start. Like my You're coaching first- your man. <laughs> I'm trying to be as helpful as I can. <laughs> um, so it's funny that you asked that because like we're living that right now. I'm like, just just do it. Just start. Like I opened my shop up and it sat there for years before I sold my first listing. And when I did, I had one, I started with one thing and I sold over a hundred copies in one night. Like that was amazing. It doesn't, I don't know. I've always heard things like, oh, you should have at least 10 or you should have at least 30. And the thought of making 30 different items is like, oh, I can't do that. (laughs) Just start anywhere. Just, just start with one. And then, um, there are so many different podcasts and YouTube videos and courses and things out there to help you. Like, look up how to do your tags and how to do your titles. Um, there's help out there. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm. You kind of learn thing as you learn it as you need it. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And if you don't want to search all over the internet, which by the way you can, most of us did that. But my course goes through all of that. So you, yeah. Can- I see. I knew you had courses. Like. Mm-hmm. I will show you, I will make it so easy, but you can also like, here's the thing. If you don't have, don't have the money for a course, YouTube university, baby, like go Google it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. You either have, we all have two things. We either have time or we have money in the beginning. We have, you know, we make things easier for ourselves. I had a nurse reach out and she's just like, I don't have the time to go research this. And I'm just like, you're perfect for the course. You've got the income. You've got the money by the course. Someone else is like, I'm totally broke and I want to get started. Like you probably need to, you've got time then, you know, absolutely. that needs to be what you invest. So absolutely. Yeah. And but I learn it, right? April, bottom line is learn how to do your titles and tags. It'll go faster. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because I feel like when I first started and nothing sold, I had no idea about titles, tags or SEO exactly. or anything which is probably another reason why I just sat there. <laughs> yes. But um, now that you do, because you kind of learn as you go. Like now that I've done it enough times and I've made enough listings, I know what tags I would use and what title. And like, because I'm speaking to me, you know, like my ideal customer is somebody very like-minded like myself. I know what I would search for. Like if I was going to do this headband pattern. Um, and you have to also think like if you're in a different country, they call things different things. So like, yes. What is a hat? A torque, I think. 
I don't think but there's other names for hats. There's beanies, there's hats, there's skull caps. I know that's how Etsy refers to them. Um, pom-pom beanie or there's just so many different words for it. So like even look up, use a thesaurus. Like if you're going to do like winter hat, like what other words are your people looking for to find, to find your item and include those in your tags? Oh, and something else I just learned recently. Um, so I feel like my pictures are out there. People will recognize my pictures, like know it's me when they see them and stuff. Um, so if people don't know my shop's name, like how to go to it, like if they just type in like Careberry, I always use one tag for my shop name. So when you type oh. it in your search, you will come up because a lot of times your shop won't come up you're right, right. If you're looking for a certain person. Um so I do what always saying, do- guys, this is something I actually experience all the time. If you go into Etsy, into the search bar and you type in a shop name um, and you could type it in perfectly, sometimes they don't come up. I don't yep. know why it should come up as like, it are should. you looking for this shop? She's saying one of the workarounds you can do is for your tags and you can use one of your tags to make your shop. Yep. Name. 13 or 14 now, tags. You do. Yeah. So tell me this though, April, here, my gut feeling on that would be if you're just starting out that I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be using my tag for every single keyword I could get. But once I could start yes. having some repeat customers, once you're having people come back, that's when you go in and you add that to every single one of them. Yeah, because I do feel like people recognize my pictures now when I post them. Like they know it's me. So I'm like to the point where people might actually be looking for just my pattern. You're so right. now I use a tag just for that. <sighs> okay. So one of my favorite things about this whole conversation is that you've you've shown everybody that this can be done so many different ways, right? Like we had Jenny on um, last week and she has like 4,000 listings and she's print on demand and she's Mm -hmm. designing. And it's like, so her stock photos, her mock-ups are all over Etsy. A thousand different shops have them. Whereas April just started with, she just had one listing that went crazy. She, you know, her, her people are searching her shop name. They recognize her pictures. I love that you're showing that this can be done. They're like, is no right answer, right? We just have to keep going until we find our secret sauce. And if something isn't working, don't be afraid to try something new. Yes. Like I do have some print on demand items in my shop. I have some like crochet apparel type of things. Um, And if it's really quiet for a while, like I go a couple months without getting that sale, I'll go in and like change my tags up a little bit and try to change the title up a little bit and just try something different. It's not hurting anything for it just to sit there. But if people aren't finding it, then they're not buying it. So just kind of alter it. Learn, definitely learn as you go. And things are always changing. (laughs) So you got to roll with it and keep up. Like Etsy, I think Etsy is very good about sending emails like, hey, this is changing or hey, this is coming up or, you know, just stay on top of it. Like when they started offering free shipping, um, you come up, I think, quicker in search results if you yes. your shop has free shipping. So, that I mean, that's just a change that is off the top of my head. But then I started offering free shipping off orders of 35 or more um, because that's what they like to see. So just change, roll with it. Don't be stuck in your ways. <laughs> that's wisdom, lady. If something oh doesn't work, there's a, there's a way. There's a there's a way to do it. I can't believe I, I made it work. <laughs> I can, lady. <laughs> I can totally believe it. But you're such an inspiration and you're, I just love how down to earth you are. I love how relatable you are. And I just, I know that all of our crafters are like, I give me 20 more Aprils. Like <laughs> I need to hear more people like April, which actually I did want to mention to you guys. So April, this was super cute. She just like reached out to me on Instagram and we were chatting and I'm like, 
I, I kind of like, you know, looked her up to, cause I, you know, when I have people on, I want to make sure that they know what they're talking about. I want to make sure they're successful because I, I owe that to you guys. Right. And I'm just like, do you want to come on the podcast? She's, She's like, like, oh. She's like, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. Yes. <laughs> you're like, why do you listen to my podcast? If your shop is doing good, I am a firm believer that somebody will speak to you in a different way. Like you'll hear something new that maybe you haven't heard before or like Lizzie's point of view is different than other people's point of view. Maybe that's the point of view I need to hear. It's kind of like finding the YouTube video that could teach me how to crochet. I went through so many to find the ones that I could understand and the ones that spoke to me. So I'm always listening to podcasts, even if they're like more beginner friendly, because you never know what they're going to say that will just sit a little different with you and be like, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> I love listening to podcasts and I've now officially listened to every single episode of yours. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm I, like, that is a completely, that's completely amazing. And I, I actually want to take this opportunity to tell people if you know of a really, um, that, because April was just perfect for this and I never would have found her if it hadn't, if she hadn't reached out, if you know of a, of a, um, an Etsy shop that does really well or has a really unique story and is really cool. And they might like to be on the podcast. Some of them, some people aren't comfortable because they don't want to get copied. Right. So I understand that we, but, but please have them reach out to me if they would like, and I'm okay to actually keep the shop confidential. I want to see it. I want to make sure that they know, I want to be able to put my money where my mouth is and say, I know that they have success, but like, I want to share, I want to share more stories like yours, April. This is from like, honestly, I'm excited. I, I know the listeners are excited. So Thank you for giving me a second there to plug it. And I'm like, thank you for your vulnerability and your willingness to share and your enthusiasm. Please tell us where's the best place that the listeners can, can find you and keep up. Like, can they come by in your shop? Can where can they follow you? <laughs> I do have a few finished items in my shop, but again, mainly patterns. And so if you're a pattern, come check me out. Um, I'm at Careberry Crafts, which is such a hard thing. I'll put it in the Okay. I'll put it in the show notes so they can find you. Same name at Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy. And I am trying so hard at TikTok, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm still learning TikTok. I can watch videos all day long, but to actually make a video is definitely more challenging. So I'm still working on that. <laughs> well, we will link all of that. I think some of those I need to look up for you. I think I just have your Instagram and your TikTok, but um, TikTok is so funny. You kind of have to just play around. I think you're getting better and better with your TikToks. I, I think I am too. And I'm so excited. I just got like the long extended arm thing so I can like do tutorial videos, you know, so to hold yes. my phone. <laughs> Cause usually it's my eight year old daughter holding the phone for me. I mean, that's what they're for. But I think that the more you could do behind the scenes, people love making, make it videos. You know what I mean? If you're watching someone make stuff. Absolutely. Well, you're going to, that's how I found up. you. I found you on TikTok. I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. I love that. I was like, you know what? I watch all of your TikTok videos. I'm not a stalker. I promise. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I would do the same thing, right? Like when we want to learn or we find something we're interested in, it's really fun to binge it, right? It's like really fun. It to is. It. it is. So then I'm like, oh, I'm going to check her out on Instagram. I was like, hey, just want to let you know I love your, I love your um, TikToks. I do. I do. So, and your podcast. So. Well, thank you. This has been so much fun. You guys give her a follow. And if you are a, um, a knit or, knit or crocheter, or you want to learn how to be, go get her patterns, show her support because she has totally been, you have been a gift and a blessing to us today, April. Thank you. Thank, thank you so, you much, for so having me. much. Did you have fun? I did. It was scary than I thought. This is my first podcast ever. So. Are you glad you did it? I'm so glad I did it. Cause sometimes you got to break out of your comfort zone. Ugh. 
And stamped. Approved. Mission accomplished. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. Bye, girly. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.